Hello, welcome to Free Your Children on WXRQ 1460 AM Christian Radio. I am your host, Tiffany Boyd, and my mission here at Free Your Children is to share the truth and love about all things education. There is a battle raging for the souls of our nation's children. I hope this ministry will equip you for battle. Finally, be strong in the Lord and in the strength of his might. Put on the whole armor of God that you may be able to stand against the schemes of the devil. Ephesians 6, 10 through 11. I want to take a moment tonight to thank the sponsors of Free Your Children and to thank those also that continue to support biblical education. If you are interested in sponsoring Free Your Children, I can be reached at freeyourchildren at gmail.com. If you're interested in keeping in touch with all the things that Free Your Children has going on aside from the radio show, you can find me on Instagram and you can also find me on Facebook. Of course, I'm also available via the email address that I just mentioned, freeyourchildren at gmail.com. I am also a monthly contributor to the Murfreesboro Pulse. If you are interested in reading any of the articles that I've penned to date about education, you can type in my name, Tiffany Boyd and Borough Pulse, and all of the articles that I have penned will come up on their page that they have there. If you have topics, tips, or questions that you would like for me to address on the radio show, please let me know because, of course, I want to produce content that my listeners are interested in hearing about. Family Bible study. If you are not currently participating in a family Bible study, I highly encourage you to do that. Our family is currently reading through the book of Luke. Recommended family read alouds. If you have followed me at all and if you're familiar with our family's personal homeschool journey, we are a big read aloud family. If for next year, because I know that probably when this show airs, most of you will be well through the holiday season, but Jotham's Journey is a book that I highly recommend you putting on your list in the future as a family read aloud. Today, we are blessed. We have a great guest with us today who's full of information. Her name is Faith Bussey, and I want to take some time to introduce our listeners to Faith. Faith is the president of Texans for Homeschool Freedom, She began homeschooling her three children in 2009, and in 2012, she founded a homeschool co-op in order to create a community for over 100 families. She began work in politics in 2013, fighting a school bond, banning red light cameras in her hometown, attending the quarterly Republican Party of Texas Executive Committee meetings in Austin, and helping her first family undergoing a CPS investigation. Faith has spent the last nine years fighting for limited government, helping many families who need community when CPS is involved in their lives, working for criminal and civil justice reform, and to fight homeschool freedom at the Texas State Capitol. Hello, Faith. Thank you for joining us tonight. Thank you so much for having me. This is exciting. Faith and I connected via Facebook, and of course, because of her activist work in the homeschool community. So Faith, tell us what's going on down in Texas in the homeschool world. We have a battle raging and it's about to get even heavier starting in January because our legislative session is going to be starting up. Um, Our legislature meets every other year 
And school choice is one of those things that gets thrown around each session. It keeps Mm -hmm. coming back. And homeschoolers from all over the state have to keep going down to Austin, to our capital, to fight it every single time. Um, Because our homeschool freedom, uh, for those of you who don't know, Texas has the best homeschool laws in the entire United States. Uh, We are completely unregulated. We don't register. Um, The schools don't even have to know that our kids exist. So we have Texas, right? uh, Right. (laughs) Yes. And so we have so much more to lose than any other state who's had this type of legislation introduced. So we uh, we have to protect it. Right. And so already there have been three bills already filed in the Texas legislature that deal with school choice, correct? Correct. Um, now, one in the Senate and two in the House. Okay. Now, for our listening audience, because I know that there are a lot of conservative politicians who seem to be on the bandwagon of promoting school choice. So, you know, it sounds great. School choice yes. gives the power to the parents. The money follows the child. All of those catchphrases that you hear used in conjunction with school choice. Tell our listeners why school choice is a threat to homeschool freedoms. Why do you fight against it? Right. Uh, You're absolutely right that many conservatives, people that I even respect and admire on other issues, uh, have kind of fallen for this, what we would call a trap. uh, Because what happens when money follows the child is that government follows the child. Amen. With the government funds, it runs. Yes. And every state that has implemented one of these programs, whether it's vouchers or education savings accounts, Mm -hmm. uh, they have essentially expanded public schools into the private sector. Correct. You have Missouri asking for background checks for homeschool families. Anybody who lives with... um, the person who wants to take the money, asking for background checks for everyone who lives in the household. Mm -hmm. And you have other states that just have very invasive regulations on these things. And so it's easy to say, well, just don't take the money and you won't get the regulation. But there's also a testing requirement Mm -hmm. for these private schools that take the money and the homeschools that take the money. Mm -hmm. And you are expanding testing You know, everybody talks about how horrible testing is in the public schools, but yet we're going to use that as our metric now to see how private schools are doing with public funds. And we we are expanding. And with that comes eventually uh, curriculum requirements. Yep. Because what Mm -hmm. if you fail the test? What if you don't do well on the test? Right. And then you have all... Yeah, and I think Christians need to realize, too, that you just mentioned curriculum requirements. Well, if the government is funding the education in government schools, the education that children are given is a secular education. So it's not going to be coming from a Christian standpoint. So if you're a Mm -hmm. Christian homeschooler and you're teaching your children from a biblical worldview and then they have to go in and use a curriculum that the state approves, then that's going to be something that you as a Christian wouldn't choose for your family. So that's a good point that you brought up. Right. And in all of these bills, 
uh, the ones that have been filed in the Texas state legislature so far, uh, mm-hmm. they don't want to have quote unquote strings attached. And so they want to be, they're claiming to be disinterested in the content of curriculum that gets approved. Mm-hmm. However, how would any Christian conservative feel if they knew that their money was going to go to some pro critical race theory curriculum or pro LGBTQ or pro evolution or pro abortion? Like right. they're asking for our money to go to these things unvetted. Right. And there's no process to go through to say, hey, I don't want my money going to that. It's right. not right. Well, now your group, Texans for Homeschool Freedom, tell us a little bit about this group. So this group is a completely grassroots effort. <laughs> We're basically uh-huh. <laughs> just a Facebook group of right. a bunch of families and homeschool families all over the state. And we post updates uh, mm-hmm. when legislation gets filed, when hearings start, and we need people to come down. We do some trainings, like I've done some videos encouraging people to reach out to their legislators and kind of give them some guidelines as to, you know, how to do it and what to talk to them about, what the talking points could be. Uh, But the the basic gist is to build relationships with the people that are going to be making laws that govern you. Right. Well, your group is effective because I see the inter. I'm in the group, obviously, and I see mm-hmm. the interaction within the group. So you're doing a, a fantastic job of educating your families. And so that is actually where I found the information about Senate Bill 176. It's Middleton, Mays Middleton, Middleton's bill um, in Texas. So I found it interesting because his bill was promoted on Twitter by Corey DeAngelis. Mm-hmm. And, you know, Corey, this is my opinion. Corey, in my opinion, is not a friend of Christian homeschoolers because my reasoning behind that is because school choice seeks to destroy true Christian education. Because if mm-hmm. the government is funding it, we know that it's not going to be allowed that if there are curriculum requirements, a faith based curriculum would be, you know, on the chopping block. And Corey has built a career around school choice and true freedom and education specifically, you know, Christian education seems to, you know, come under fire a lot. And I am very familiar with his association with UNESCO and the Mm -hmm. agenda behind UNESCO. So tell me in Texas. So do you have a lot, a large number of conservatives pushing programs like this, school choice programs? Unfortunately, yes. And speaking of Corey DeAngelis, he just moved to San Antonio, Texas. Oh, wow. (laughs) (laughs) We're stuck with him. Right, right. Yes. And and it's frustrating because as far as I know, Corey isn't married and he doesn't have any children. So he's not currently homeschooling. Mm -hmm. So these people that are pushing these agendas, they really need to start listening to the homeschool community and what homeschoolers want. We don't want government funds. We don't want government oversight, government overreach, because those of us who've been homeschooling for any length of time understand, I actually wrote an article about this called School Choice is a Trap, Don't Take Mm -hmm. the Cheese. (laughs) (laughs) 
So um, tell us about, if you can, a little bit about this bill in Texas, Senate Bill 176 by um, Senator Middleton. Is that correct? Yes. Senator Middleton is a Republican. Uh, he he says he's a conservative Republican. I believe him on on most issues. We align um, mm-hmm. on this one in particular. We don't. However, I understand. I believe I understand his intention. Mm-hmm. And I I know we talked about you know Republican conservatives who are for school choice typically are coming from a good place because public schools are so bad. And they are teaching horrible things. And so they want to create what they call an escape hatch for those families that are, quote unquote, stuck in these public schools. Mm -hmm. So this bill in particular uh, has provisions for public school students to get out of the system and but also for private school and homeschool students Mm -hmm. to pay for (laughs) private and home education. So (laughs) it is different from every other bill that has been filed in previous sessions. Uh, Okay. Previously, it was just, we want to help the public school kids. Right. But in our conversation, I got to meet with his chief of staff yesterday and he was very kind. Um, He was willing to take the time to hear our concerns and I appreciate that. Mm -hmm. But I kept hearing, you know, well, what if a parent wants to pull their kid out of public school, but they don't think they can homeschool or they don't feel equipped or they don't uh, have a job that works with their schedule or they can do that. And the word can't kept coming up. Mm -hmm. And I was like, well, this is supposed to be the parental empowerment program. If a parent tells you they don't feel like they can do something, then you encourage them. And in in a perfect world, the church would come alongside of them. I've written an article about that too. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) I read that article. It's very good. Thanks. So, but that's what you want. You want the church to come alongside. You want them to encourage you want them to equip them with scriptures that they feel like they can raise their own children. And education is not that hard. I mean, reading, writing, arithmetic, there's thousands of curriculums out there. Exactly. And churches should. Yes. Yes. And churches should be offering these programs to help, you know, programs to help parents make the leap um, into homeschooling if that is what they feel like God is calling their family to do. So uh, it's fantastic that he was open to having a meeting with you because this is one thing that um, homeschool families and well, just any family needs to understand is that how important it is to build relationships with your elected officials. How many homeschoolers, tell me about the climate in Texas. So as a whole, what you're seeing in Texas, do homeschoolers want school choice? Do they want money from the government to homeschool their children? I mean, not the ones in our group. (laughs) Right, exactly. (laughs) They've been educated. Exactly, yes. It Um, is a learning curve because there there seems to be so many that don't understand what school choice actually is. So, you know, one mission of this radio show is to do just that, is to help educate parents to understand, you know, what this really is. And, And you made an interesting point. I've read, you know, tons of information that you have shared, and it is all excellent. 
And you you made a statement that these bills, what they're doing is they're trying to create, they're trying to change all forms of education, whether they be homeschool or private to public. So could you explain that a little bit to people listening that might not understand what you mean when you say that? Sure. Um, I think it goes back to A, the testing requirement and the eventual curriculum requirements that will come with the testing requirements. But that has happened in every other state. There there has never been a cutoff of testing. And, you know, teachers, public school teachers like to complain about testing. Administration likes to complain about testing. The legislature has tried to end testing. But there are federal funds that come with that for public schools. And exactly. while, while they may not be using that particular test, they may, <clears throat> excuse me, try to go to a national norm reference test uh, that is still time away from real education, that mm-hmm. those tests still have alignment somewhere with a state curriculum or guidelines mm-hmm. or you know, and so that that's really all these programs are doing. They are expanding right. public education, the way public schools do their testing to see if they're passing or failing their students mm-hmm. into private schools. Right. And you brought up another point, and I hear this a lot too. Well, just don't take the money. If you're a homeschooler, just don't take the money. But I think that where the disconnect is, is people don't understand that they're not going to say these requirements only apply to the ones that take the money. They're going to be broad requirements that encompass everyone. And wording is very easily amended. So even Mm -hmm. if they did say, you know, at one point, okay, those of you that take the money, you fall under this umbrella. These are the requirements that are mandates or regulations that you have to follow. But the rest of you, you know, you don't, you're not under this. Well, say there's an administration change and then they come in and they say, hey, we're going to remove this wording and include everyone. So once the Trojan horse comes into the arena, it's open for anything because wording is easily amended. Tell us a little bit, um, how has the Tebow bill, Tim Tebow bill, affected homeschoolers in your state? Well, considering it just passed last session, we're still looking at what the ramifications are going to be. But the thing that we talked about with the Tebow bill is exactly what you just got done talking about uh, mm-hmm. with what we call the Eye of Sauron. Mm-hmm. Uh, you, you call it Trojan horse, we call it Eye mm-hmm. of Sauron. It's kind of the same <laughs> concept that right. uh, once you have a group of people, i.e. homeschoolers, that mm-hmm. are being looked at and scrutinized and tested because the Tebow bill required them to do a test right. in order to participate in public school sports. Mm-hmm. And once that homeschool student takes little public school Johnny's place on the football team, uh, his parents are going to be mad about it, and then they're mm-hmm. going to try to come after that homeschooler. Right. And if school choice passed, we would have a whole set of data on which homeschools and private schools are, you know, doing well and right. quote unquote actually educating the kids. And if they're not doing well, well, then the legislature starts looking at, well, what happens with these other homeschool kids? Are they getting right. educated? Mm-hmm. And so it becomes the slippery slope. It's the camel's nose under the tent. Uh, 
And with the Tebow bill, the biggest issue that we had with it was that their definition of homeschooling in the bill undermined what we had in Texas as our precedent, so to speak, for what homeschooling actually is. Like Mm -hmm. there was a compulsory attendance law passed in the early 1900s that basically said if you didn't attend a public school, then you had to attend a private school. Like full stop, that's all it said. Right. But for like 70 years, homeschools were considered private schools. We were treated as private schools that entire time until the 1980s when one person at the Texas Education Agency came back and said, uh, we don't believe that homeschoolers are private schools and therefore they should all be subject to the compulsory attendance law. And they started telling their school districts to go after homeschool parents. And they did for years and years. And it's not like the legislature wasn't meeting that entire time. The legislature did nothing. And a a group of parents eventually got together and said, we're going to put a stop to this. And so they had a Supreme Court case. One was taken to the Texas Supreme Court eventually. And the Texas Supreme Court came back and said, because you have history on your side and because the Texas state legislature hasn't said anything, they've never defined you in statute. Therefore, a homeschool is a private school and you are not subject to the compulsory attendance law. Right. And that's kind of the case that we've been hanging our hat on for the last 20 years or so mm-hmm. until this bill. Right. I've kind of watched it in, unfold, you know, on social media and many of the homeschool groups that I'm in, in, in Texas, because I'm in groups all over, you know, the nation to try to get mm-hmm. a good feel of what is actually occurring in education and homeschooling nationwide. So I'm thankful that we have people like you <laughs> that are trying to educate parents in their state, you know, and and how to get involved. So tell our listeners specifically, and, and a lot of this can apply to parents nationwide. What are some steps that you feel like parents can take in Texas and just in general to stay apprised of what's going on in their state and how they can get involved. What what can they do? The first thing that I think people can and should do is find out who represents them. Mm-hmm. And at a local level, at a state level, uh, many people are familiar with their, you know, federal senator, their federal congressman, but they don't typically have a whole lot of impact. I mean, they can, but... Right. Uh, your local and your state affect you far more than the federal Mm -hmm. government ever will. (laughs) Yes, absolutely. And most people don't know who their local state house rep is or state center. Like I didn't know when I first heard about the Tebow bill way back in the day when it was first filed and and I got a a weird feeling about it. And I was like, that doesn't sound right. I'm going to make a call about that. Mm -hmm. I, I didn't know that the Texas state legislature existed. I didn't know that there was a house chamber and a Senate chamber and that I had representatives in both. So. And that goes back to all the education that we learn, you know, what we learn with our children. When you homeschool, you can learn with your, your kids. So that's a great point. So I guess you launched into research mode. 
I did. <laughs> so I, I found out. And then the second step after you find out who you're supposed to call is right. to make a call. <laughs> right. Yes. Take that next step. And I probably didn't say all the right words. That's I okay. Yeah. You, probably you fumbled around and was just like, I don't like this thing. Don't vote right. for that bill. <laughs> you know, I couldn't right. give them any details about it, but I still... I did feel very empowered when I got mm-hmm. off the phone. I was like, man, I just did something that Absolutely. I've never done before. And I, I think I had an impact. Yes. Yeah, no doubt. And and we can make an impact you know, when we reach out and we build bridges and make, you know, communications with our lawmakers, because I think people forget they work for us. Mm-hmm. You know, they are elected to represent us. So we should tell them what, what we want, what we expect them to do. So that's fantastic that, that you are helping parents now in your state do all the hard things that you had to do when you first started. So, you know, they, (laughs) they can come to you and ask you questions. Where can they find information about how to get involved in Texas, Faith? Um, Texans for Homeschool Freedom is our Facebook group. And, it, it's a pretty open group. We accept almost anybody except for, you know, the bots that <laughs> try <Right>. to get in. <laughs> but, uh, but we mostly keep all of our content in there specific to what is happening in the legislature to right. alert, you know, make this phone call. This bill is coming to the floor. They're going to vote on it. Um, and we, we do have capital days. I, I mm-hmm. definitely encourage people to go down to their state capitol, look at the yes. building these people are making the laws in, and yes. meet them at their offices, take pictures mm-hmm. with them. They love that. You yes, know, we love- did that. <laughs> yes, we did that with our local homeschool group, and it was a fantastic experience. And I highly encourage parents, teach your children civics and start young. Yes. And if you don't know a lot about it, just like you said, it's a great opportunity for you to learn right along you know, right along with your kids. Oh, absolutely. And if you have a child that's uh, bent towards public speaking mm-hmm. or debate or something like that, when those hearings start up, because the bills will, after they get filed, they get put into a committee and they'll want to hold a hearing where people come in and they talk about why they like it or why they don't. And we've had uh, children, you know, as young as 10 or 12 come in and give testimony to their legislators That's saying great. why they didn't want this bill to pass or they right. did want this other bill to pass, you know? Right. What so a wonderful it, learning experience for those yes. kids. That is great. Tell us, tell us, Faith, what got you interested in politics? <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Um, That's a loaded question, I know, probably. It really was. Um, <laughs> The 2012 election did not go the way I anticipated. Uh I did not know that Barack Obama could defeat Mitt Romney. Uh, I just didn't know that that's where our nation was at the time. I was a little shook by that. Mm -hmm. And so I started looking around at my city. I came across an article about, of all things, a road narrowing. That they were mm-hmm. going to narrow a perfectly good road that was already 
paid for and they were just going to change it up. And I was like, what, what a waste. Right. Oh my goodness. And then I started looking into our city, our city Mm -hmm. budget. uh, And I was like, this is, this is just like Washington. I started watching the city council meetings and attending city council meetings. Mm -hmm. And I was like, it's really not different, but this has much more of an impact on me than Washington does like directly impacts me. And so that's where it started. And when we did the red light camera ban back in those days, uh, I I ended up going to the state to try to get them banned statewide. And that's how I got involved in Texas legislature politics Mm -hmm. because I was, I was like, okay, well, if we can get it done here, maybe they can get it done at the state level. So other cities don't have to deal with that. Right. And so why would you tell parents that they should be concerned? You know, I hear, I hear parents sometimes say, I don't do politics. And I try to tell them you might not do politics, but politics is going to affect you. You know, whether you, (laughs) whether you Mm -hmm. stay apprised of what's going on or not, what would you say to parents about that? If they say, eh, there's really no need to be involved. <laughs> uh, well, when you have children, it is really hard to look away from their future. Right. It's a little all consuming, but no matter where they go to school, public, private, homeschool, you love your kids. You want them to have a good future. And if the outlook isn't so bright, I mean, People see the inflation and everything that's happening right now at the federal level. Uh, When you go down to even homeschool freedoms at the state level, we are talking about what our children are going to be dealing with when they grow up. And there's Mm -hmm. no way, no way that we are going to go back to the days of the 1980s when parents were being Uh, threatened and jailed, arrested, Mm -hmm. uh, just for educating their children at home. It wasn't that long ago. No, it wasn't. We got out of that. Yes, I'm glad you brought, yes, I'm glad you brought that up because I think, um, especially for a lot of the new um, homeschool generation that we have now, they weren't around when it Mm -hmm. was illegal. And so they seem some of them are disconnected from that time. You know, they just enjoy the Mm -hmm. freedoms that they have now and take for granted that those always existed. But say that again, parents at one point in time were arrested. arrested. Yep. Jailed. Jailed. Mm -hmm. Threatened. They had CPS called on them. They, Mm -hmm. they had their children. I I was homeschooled during that time. And I remember having to hide. Mm-hmm. Whenever a car would go by during the day, if I happened to be outside. Right. I wasn't yes. supposed to be outside until the school bus came through. Exactly. But. And and I, and I and families wouldn't go to the store or go do anything during the daytime when their children would have been in school because it would draw attention to their family and they ran the risk of all of the things that you just mentioned. And, and you're right. We don't want to go backwards. And this school, these school choice bills, that's what we run the risk of happening if we allow those to infiltrate, you know, our states. And so that's what we're trying to do is trying to explain to parents that this isn't an avenue that empowers you. 
it is an avenue that creates more shackles, more government overreach, more mm-hmm. government, you know, um, more government. Well, like I just said, more government just, overreach and shackles on the family. Right. And it's welfare yes. on top of that. And when has welfare ever worked? Exactly. Like, and, and in any other circumstance or situation, when has right. it lifted parents out of poverty? <laughs> exactly. And, it you know, parents, right. No, it has not. And parents need to remember that it is not the government's responsibility <laughs> to teach your children. It's also mm-hmm. not biblical to abdicate those yes. responsibilities to others. So if the church, I'm going to get on my high horse a little bit here and say <laughs> what I what I say often, if the church would do its job and speak about these issues from the pulpit, I think it would really change the tide of the culture that we have in our country, because um, these are things that we need to be talking about and we need to be addressing. And the church needs to stand up. They need to Absolutely. stand up and take charge. Amen well, to they- that. I'm going to, I will make sure that I link, you know, your, your group name and everything to my Free Your Children Facebook page. So listeners, if they didn't have an opportunity to jot it down during the show, they can still find you and they can still reach out to you. Is there any advice that you want to leave our listeners with in regards to school choice or anything that we've talked about tonight? Um, Just you've mentioned that Bible verse at the beginning of this, so putting on mm-hmm. the full armor of God and fear is a really huge driver yes. for parents sometimes. Mm-hmm. And we, we can't do this out of fear. Amen. We have to do it with the empowerment of the Holy spirit, exactly. <laughs> not the empowerment of the government. Yep. And we can do this. We can do this. Amen. Well, listen, Faith, it was fantastic having you tonight. Please remember that, parents, you are equipped. You can homeschool your children. We are here for support. I'm here for support. Reach out to me if you have questions. I am available for personal consultation nationwide. We can do it in Zoom, via Zoom. We can do it in person if you're local. But remember, parents, God gave you your children. You are the most equipped to educate your own children. Woe unto them that call evil good and good evil, that put darkness for light and light for darkness, that put bitter for sweet and sweet for bitter. Isaiah 5, 20. We love you here at WXRQ, but remember, God loves you so much more. Thank you and good night.